This is gonna hurt. Gonna hurt. It's time, it's time for the Suffering, for the suffering Podcast. Podcast. And we're back with somebody that's... That I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> I haven't seen him probably since he left the show. <laughs> Two guys living together in the same apartment, yet they don't see each other. I got my straight, out, I got my, my straight card now. So, <laughs> And of course, we're talking about Eric Engelhart, one of our, our, old, our proudest EMS supporters. EMS Eric. EMS Eric. Look for him on Instagram. Sits on our board. One of our proudest supporters, Eric. You've been there with us the whole way. You were kind. Of, you know, it was actually a job to get you in because you're a busy guy. And he was he was pre cameras also. Yes, you were. You sat in on a couple episodes. <laughs> Scott Stevens sat in for Scott Stevens. He sat in for uh, Tara Manilow. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was that was the favor. It's just like I got to come in for Scott. Got to come in for Scott. Oh, and the funny God. thing is, we drove up in separate cars to that too yeah uh Terrible. eric thanks so much for coming and sitting down with us thanks for all you do for us um when, when mike first approached you about coming on this show what did you think what's what was going through your head i was very hesitant number one because you guys were just starting off um but when i got here it was just like talking to a couple guys going over what i've been through over 30 years of doing ems it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. Hey, come down to my basement and record this show that not many people listen to. I mean, since then, me and me and Eric have sat around a table a million times and talked, but it was just, it's the same thing. The conversations go the same way. But uh, no, you guys come a long way. You start your third season, which is fantastic. Um, you guys are doing great. Doing great. Big, big, big people. Yeah, of course. Season three is going to blow everybody away. Yeah, like you said, it's first ones. Like you said, it's going to be a knockout. Well, so you've you've been responsible also for bringing us some some other family members that we've had in. Well, we got Ashley, we got Pamela, Ashley, Pamela. Well, we got Ashley, Mark, and Nick through Eric. We got Pamela, Pamela, and that's about all you did. You're just you're not doing your job. No, no you're. We'll, you're we'll give him Tara for that one too. You know, was, you know when it, Dr. Cohen, who we got through Tara. That's right. Whenever, whenever. We, we put the call out. Eric's always the first one to step up and say, hey, what do you need? As a matter of fact, he texted me earlier on today and said, hey, I can be there early if you need me help, set, need any help setting up. And Well, we need a lot of help setting up, but we, we eventually got it. As you, can tell, as you can tell with the duct tape behind the scenes. <laughs> the cameras won't pick up the duct tape. <laughs> we make it work. So I've, been on, I've been on TV sets. There's a lot of duct tape on TV sets. A lot of it. That's why so. they call them like the key grip, you know, because they, they grip stuff with tape and all that stuff. But after your after you recorded your episode and you felt comfortable and stuff and you got it out, your episode, if I remember correctly, did very very well. It was the suffering of EMS. And did you get any feedback coming in? I did. I did. I got a lot of feedback actually. Um, they said that it was fantastic because a lot of people don't want to talk about you know EMS in general because we're kind of like the you know the stepchildren of first responders and. Yet they're the people we call when we really need help. And that's the thing. Like, you know, we're always the one. If you're hurt or sick, we're the first ones you call. And we always get put on the back burner no matter what. And it's it's sad, but we're used to it. And that's the sad part. We're used to it. We're not looking for any recognition or anything like that. This is what we're paid to do. This is what we do. This is our job. We care about people. We go out and help them. But they were, uh, 
they were really proud that, you know, at least somebody got up to say something and say, hey, listen, that's what EMS is all about. You know, yeah, and especially during like the yeah. pandemic. You guys never stopped. Were, no, we were constantly going. Constantly going. Seven days a week. And you had to go in people's houses. That Maybe we didn't know a whole lot about it. You had to go in people's houses. I'm sure it was a little uncomfortable. You know, if I'm not mistaken, you never got, you never tested positive either, did you? No, I tested positive actually a year ago, Christmas. Yeah, me too. You gave it to me, you son of a bitch. So did I. It must have been all three of us. Was that that three-way we had? No, my, no mine, mine was last New Year's. Last New Year's my, my, I had. Because I got it like a week after you. I, I'm sure you gave it to me. I got it like two days after Christmas last year. But, uh, you know, during the Did you pass week, it on to anybody else? Did you? Were you the giving person? So my kids my kids tested negative. They didn't test positive until after New Year's. Um, but they're, everybody's doing fine now. And it was just, it's amazing how at the peak of the pandemic that I got nothing. And when I got it, I was asymptomatic. I had no issues. My daughter was sick. She wanted to go get tested. Went over, got tested. They called me and told me I was positive and she was negative. The, the funny thing is, is people on the front lines, because I saw this, I never stopped during during lockdown. The people on the front lines, it seems like they were a little bit more resilient to it. And and you have to be, because what do, what do you do? Like, although you are you're a first responder, you're not usually the first one on the scene, but you're one of the more essential people. You're the people that shows up, shows up and it's the firemen and the cops go, oh, thank God EMS is here. here. 100%. Yet you don't get your due. Or even like, how many, how many times in your career did you go on like a heart attack call CPR call. Oh, you can't wait for EMS to get there thank god you guys are here minutes or hours no no policeman or fireman want to sit there and do CPR they don't because that's not their job they don't want to do it during the pandemic all the officers and everybody stood outside they waited for us to get there and they never even came inside so we always ran in you know there were times I went in with no mask you know and wondering if I'm going to get COVID when I come out and knock wood, thank God, I didn't get anything till after the peak went down. You know, but now COVID's starting to pick up a little bit, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Now, can we talk about the greatest success story out of our podcast that happened to you? Can we talk about that? We can. We can. Can we? Let's go. All right. So you are currently currently involved in a relationship. All right. And it is. I don't want to say it's because I don't want to say it's because of us, but I think we might have had a little. We, we put the, we put the cupid wings on. We put the cupid wings. Do you know do you know how Tara got up to podcast that day? Oh, Eric Eric Trover. So Eric and Tara are now every time I see you're together you're thick as thieves and I love it I really do um, I think you two are very well suited for each other well, but and that's what I said in the beginning I'm like you know I pretty much made the introduction so the suffering brought them together do you see where I'm going with that the suffering brought them together as long as the suffering doesn't tear them apart we're doing good <laughs> <laughs> I think we're okay <laughs> no I love it it's a, it's a great success story if, if our show does nothing else at least we facilitated a great relationship between two great people. All right. Eric, I always appreciate you, brother. Always do. You know, Kev, I mean, talk about suffering, right? We're sitting here in a grand saloon. we got these TVs all over. I'm watching this, the, the immaculate reception. I must have saw it 60 times. Uh, I know. We put Franco Harris past the, for those of you who don't know. Everybody had a little soft spot for the, the Steelers in the 70s, though. Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris. Yeah, well, 
all you need Joe Green. Your front runners are. Well, anyway, I, back to Eric. Were you saying something? <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Thank you for always being there. And uh, listen, we look forward to great things between you. I want an invitation if anything does ever come of this. I want an invitation. Um, he just I'll, can't. He just can't move out anytime soon. I'll um, I'll wear this. Right, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll actually we'll get, get tuxedo we'll get imprints. Suffering podcast tuxedo. No, no, we'll, we'll just put a tuxedo like the T-shirt. It's like uh, you know, it says uh, I'm formal, but I like the party. We get suffering podcast ties. Yeah, you know, little logos all logos over. over. Wow. Except the new the new logo's got a face on it, so our mug's got to be on it. Trying to figure out the cards with you. All right, Eric, I appreciate you, and thank you so much. We're going to be right back with you in just a moment. Sit your ass down. down. And we're back with our very special next guest, who has been one of our supporters again from the beginning when we were only on audio. Pre-camera. And that is the Roro Antonuccio, who... Now, councilwoman. Oh, Council. you're bringing that right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. like any good Italian, yes. you never come empty-handed. Never, ever, ever. I think the, the last time you brought us something as well. Oh, sauce. I brought you sauce. You brought us sauce. That's right. This time, <laughs> this, <laughs> this time it's love knots. Oh, cookies. And what biscotti. Else is in there? My fav- famous biscotti. Oh, that's your famous. They're famous. So they are. <laughs> you've had a lot all this way. Now I'm gonna gain it. Yes. I have to feed people. I've I've watched your transformation online. I've watched you from a distance. We talk occasionally. um, And I've watched you really change your life. And you got to feel 100% better. I feel great. Absolutely. It's um, just another piece of the puzzle, I say, because, listen, transformation happens from the inside first, you know. And for me, it did. It happened inside out. Mm -hmm. And it was the last piece. I just needed to be free in that area. And, um, I ended up calling one a nutrition coach, so I did invest. Um, I just got to a point. I was 47 years, 46 years old, and I was like, how do I diet? I just, I gave up and, and knowing anything. And, um, I'm sure you feel a lot better about yourself now, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, the confidence, because you don't have that that blanket of whatever you carry around. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's confidence, but it's still home. It's not, you know, I'm not walking around like, hey, guys, I'm here. (laughs) So we connected originally through Instagram or somebody I knew was following you and I just jumped on. And I said, oh, well, you know, Ro would be a good person to have on on the show. Yeah. And I reach out to you. Guy calls you out of nowhere and says, hey, listen, would you like to come on the show? Like, yeah, all right, sure, whatever. What did you think when they first made contact with you? Um, Honestly, well, you guys came off right off the bat, like just genuine, authentic, real, and even just, you know, your name, you know. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but I do my homework, so. <laughs> um, no, and honestly, it was an honor for me. It, I was humble, humbled by it. I mean, um. Um, and I was intrigued. Like, for you guys, you're, I always say, you're very unique. You share people's stories and hearts and what they've been through, and a lot of people don't do that, you know? And Roro shared a lot when she came on. It was with a huge curveball. We didn't even know about it. Uh, yeah. We didn't know 
know anything about, you know, in your history. We were just, you know. Yeah. We actually were bringing you on about the difficulties of being a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, in all honesty, it's like, because I know that that life is very difficult. There's several different facets of it that are difficult. And then you throw us this curveball when we get down there, we're like, um, yeah. like I'm not Sorry. prepared for this. It is heavy. Me and Kevin have, like, pre meetings, and we used to go to the bagel place, mm -hmm. uh, talk about, like, what angle we're going to take, and, and then we'd have, like, post-production, like, how do you think the show went? Uh, After you left, we just sat there and went, like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Listen, if it made you feel better, that's what we're here for. It's heavy, yeah. yeah. And then Ro came out to our live event at Hackensack Brewing. Yes, Which Alex, Alex Forenzi from Hackensack Brewing is here tonight. <laughs> to show up tonight. Yeah. Yes, and uh, you've been very generous to us over... Yeah. But it was nice. We went to one of Ro's shows. Over, yes, at, over at the Comedy Dojo. Yes, yeah. that was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. It's hysterical. With, uh, I, I met Vic, I can't tell you Vic's last name. Cedeno. Cedeno, okay. Cedeno, yeah. Vic Cedeno, and then uh, there's also Larry Bea. Larry Bea, which is another one I've been in contact yeah, with. Larry reached great. out to us, and hopefully we're going to try to get Larry on the show. He's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I know he's, he's always all over the place. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I don't even know where his home base is, but we, we trade <laughs> oh, stuff back true. and forth. that's true. Is it New York? Francisco a lot. No. Oh, that's true. He goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So what's uh, what's next on the horizon for you? I know you're out there doing some shows. I just saw you were in Rockaway. Yes, Rockaway. Um, I, I, I actually was just saying that I have a show coming up next week. Listen, comedians will be like, can you do a show in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so I have some shows coming up. We have a divorce show coming up, actually. That's going to be really interesting. Yes. So all the comedians are divorced, and we're going to like... Is everybody in your audience divorced? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to be set up. 20 years ago. Does that count? <laughs> Listen, then you have material, my friend. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I always say that, thank God we never had children because it would have been Rosemary's uh, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, because she was Satan. <laughs> she was Satan. I'm pretty sure of it. Listen, I I, I, uh, I dated Satan's uh, brother, so oh, okay. <laughs> a couple of them. Though. Yeah, usually exes turn out to be satanic in some way or yeah, another. Yeah. But we, you've always been there for us and we always want to be there oh, for you thank you so thank you. in the future yes. when you go out and you become this big famous comedian <laughs> don't forget about the small people yeah. <laughs> and you got to come back you got to come in and we got to sit down and have an updated long-term discussion because yeah. we're on camera now yeah yeah sure 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 no absolutely some people's lives change some people still do the same thing some people get the politics <laughs> we, may, we may have a present no you know it's funny and I'll say this really fast it's not even about the politics it's about being a servant and I keep saying it because that's what's on my heart and uh, politics is it's just a word of today that but I'm saying for really to be a servant of the people is what I'm bringing to the table I want to be authentic genuine really do something for someone that's why I'm saying yes to that you so. have a whole new thing to talk about because this is the second time you've run yes, yes. and the first time you lost by like 10 votes 10 votes yeah 10 votes 10 10 and, people and yeah. you had the fortitude to step it up and go again yeah so and someone actually texted me and I, I won by quote unquote 200% this time because I ended up getting those plus another so I but it, you know again it's really God's plan if, if that is meant to be I'm in it 100% I'm going to give my all so it opened the door so I'm jumping in you know so give out your Instagram again because I always uh, am delighted to see your Instagram <laughs> and your Facebook you put on the best pictures 
God. All different angles. All different angles. I put one up for the angle police. It's, it, wait, the, the new angle is down below? <laughs> yes. Nice. So that I might have to do one upside down soon. Okay. 2023, I'm going to be standing on my head or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I do all my posts <laughs> upside down now, so my wrinkles go away. The Italian basement kitchen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you can find me on Rosabella38 on Instagram and then Roro Antonucci on Facebook. Yeah, we'll always follow you. Aww, You're follow part of our family. Yes, definitely fam. Listen, if I'm bringing my biscotti to you, it's family. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you were one at the beginning. I mean, uh, one episode. I mean, that yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a 20, 20 something, I think. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We've, we've done almost 100 plus episodes since then. Since then. Wow. Since then. And we, that's and we went from a few hundred to a few hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah, so it's a little different now. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's Well, you guys deserve it. You're really genuine. I love it. Your heart is huge and keep going and reach the world because people's stories will touch other people you know and that's exactly that's what we hope we keep doing yeah. that's what we hope for yeah bro thank you so much thank you I appreciate you not row row more professional <laughs> no because she's half a row now half a row hold on it's yeah baby it's row there you go look at that that's it look thank you guys thank you so much and we'll thank be you. right back after this short word from our sponsors sit your ass down down back with our second anniversary at Grand Saloon with somebody who's had a very big impact on the way I do certain things with my business, and that's Mr. Wally Green. The Wally Green. The Wally Green. NYC ping pong champ. Ping pong world champ. Germany, <laughs> North Korea. Uh, yeah, look at him. His cheeks are good. Yeah, he's getting, he's blushing. Well, Wally, thanks so much for coming on this way, man. And, and you brought your partner with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought my I will say this, Wally. I, I challenge Wally to to a ping pong match in the Grand Saloon, and he conveniently doesn't well, have a ping I pong. I told him he could have a tennis racket, and you could have a guitar pick. I could have a wall. Beat him. <laughs> I could have a wall. Listen, I started playing ping pong up against the wall, and I realized the wall's un, undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> Wally, what's going on? What's new, what's new in the world of you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just been. Uh doing what I do every day and uh yeah it's been it's been interesting uh interesting year getting ready for next year actually. so what's coming up next year oh man well, I still got, still got stuff coming up this year I still have my oh actually no that's next year February see thinking ahead uh so next year I have my MSG network uh story coming out oh, really? yeah cool. so I, I guess I guess they're waiting for Black History Month uh to put the story out so that'll be coming out next year uh next year I'll start my book I, I I've I gotta do it. I'm, I'm, I said, there's no way next year doesn't go by and I not finish that book and then my documentaries. Well, you know, the, so it, you gave us a snippet when you were on when you were on the show, yeah. and you gave us out an hour snippet of your story. And I know there was a lot of stuff. I know for a fact there was a lot of stuff left out. So if it, listen, it, I drove him the whole book, and that let let after that a lot of stuff he left out of the show. Yeah, yeah. While he talked a bit with, a, with an hour, what can you do? What can you do? So when we, you know, we we got, obviously got introduced through Chris Kermitzos, and I wanted you to come on the show. What what were your thoughts on that? Did, you know, like, ah, oh, these two guys want to come on the show, you know. No, no. But nothing like that. Um, because, you know, I've figured out, like, over the pandemic, you know, when we really have nothing, any, any, when we really have anything to do, I figured out that, you know, I need to tell my story so that people can be inspired and motivated. Like, I never felt it that way or at that level 
until the pandemic, you know, and when the pandemic came, we didn't have much to do. And I was like, you know, what, what should I be doing? And, and, you know, someone just hit me and say, you know, maybe you should be telling your story to inspire a lot of people that, you know, came from where you came from. And so, you know, when I met you guys, you know, I, I was really happy because, you know, I made this crazy goal actually last year. And I said, you know what, by the end of the year, I want to have done a hundred podcasts. So I made a goal. I, I way surpassed. I beyond surpassed the goal. Say, what are you up to now? Was like two hundred seventy. <laughs> was this like I just want to score five points in a in a ping pong game? Yeah, exactly. Set a goal. Yeah. Let me, let me score well, five points and then that little that little goal. That little yeah yeah it, 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 it was it was that little goal and and like I said, um, any platform that I could get on that someone can see and hear my story. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I always want to do it, you know? So, well, people, people heard your story a lot because your, your show did quite well. Yeah. It did, it well. did quite well. And, um, I, I think you're an amazing guy because you take your, your suffering that you had in your past and you've figured it out. Like you figured out the algorithm of life pretty much. And there's a lot more to learn. Obviously I'm not saying you got it all figured out, but, um, what's I mean, your, your story should be told. I mean, you got, a, you got a great survival story. I mean, you came from the streets and turned it into this international, international Wally Green. Well, I like those little goals. I like that idea of the little goals you talk about, because I'm a big believer in keeping your world small. So when you're having a tough time, it's, you don't have to travel to Florida. You just got to make it to the next town. Yes. You know, those, those little goals to keep your world small. I, and it served you well. It served you well. Real well. And now I hear you're going down to Podfest in Florida. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, we may have to hook up down there. Yeah, Possibly. yeah, definitely. We'll be down there, same microphones, doing the same thing. A little bit quieter of a place, but maybe um, a little bit bigger table. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more of an intimate setting, I think. Um, but, I should have brought a couch in here, you know, just three people sitting on a couch. Uh, again, I'm going to say this again. I feel like I'm in Ford's theater, and John Wilkes Booth's going to come up behind me and put one right behind my ear. But I'm sure life's calmed down for you a little bit. Um, it, from where you were when you grew up. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Your stability is there. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. It's no. totally different. The question, I, the, the one thing I want to say to you is the anxiety you must have felt growing up. Um, never knowing, never knowing where you're going to sleep when you when you're out on the streets in New York. To the stability you have now, what's changed in your mind, the way your mindset works? Um, I think now, uh, I just always, I'm... I'm I'm always able to push myself and I'm always able to um, understand that, you know, no matter what situation I'm going through, that things are going to be okay, no matter what. I, I, I never, I, I never, like just the other day, this, and this is a smaller example, but, you know, you can kind of get the idea. Um, the other day, um, I, I, I have a hard drive, a hard drive, which has all my videos in it. Every single video I've made is in this one hard drive. And this one hard drive, which is brand new, decided it doesn't want to work. Now, I could flip out and go crazy and be like, oh, my God, my, my, my videos are gone and blah, blah, blah. But I just look at myself and say, you know what? Whatever. I'll just make new ones. Make more videos. And that's how my mindset is now. I'll just make new ones. I'm not going to go crazy over this. The, the energy that I put into uh, uh, going crazy over this hard drive, I can use that same energy 
to make new videos. So yeah. Well, even with the even with the small little tweaks you did on my, you looked at my TikTok. Yeah. You, you look at my phone. You look, okay, I like this. I like this, and I followed your path, yeah. and it's served quite well. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So he's, he's like a self promoter, you know. He's like a like a social media genius. I like to see people do well. So if I learn something and something works for me, then. I want to share it with someone else. Like, I don't know. I just enjoy doing it. It's just something I like to do. Like, if I can share the things that I learn, I, it's cool. Like, the other day, um, I, I, I was with uh, this lady named Renee Noor, and, and she has a pretty big, big following on TikTok. I mean, on, on Clubhouse. And so I told her, I said, listen, uh, let's do something together. And so she interviewed me, and then we had her. She has this thing called, I think, Women Warriors... I can't remember the name of it, um, but I got on a Zoom call with them and it's all to talk about TikTok. It's literally supposed to be 30 minutes. This thing went into three hours. It really, it was, and I was enjoying every moment of it because I was like, yeah, you got to do this, you got to do that. Don't, don't, no, no, don't, don't do that. And, you know, it's like for me to share something that I know with someone and it can help them. Like, I don't know. I, I just love doing it. It just makes me makes me happy. Well, I mean, you're like a give back guy. I mean, everything you, that you went through in your, in your upbringing and everything. And it's you. You're like the type of person that really realizes what success is all about and to be successful. I think it's got a lot to do with karma. And your karma is really whatever, whatever mess you made of karma when you were younger. You're fixing that mess right now by giving it back to other people. It's nothing is yours. It's free to the world. Type of type of deal, and you gotta like that. No matter what, it's admirable that he just wants to help people now yeah. too. You know, it's you know, you're all about helping people. That's great. But I'm fantastic. I love learning you from went, you. Went from robbing them to helping them. I, <laughs> I so I follow Wally on, on Clubhouse. I'll go into rooms when I see you on there. I'll just listen to some of the rooms. I go in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. This one's not for me. It's like empowering black women or something. I'm like, nah, this is not me. This is this. Is, uh, I don't fit this uh, this genre. <laughs> but um, you know, I love learning from you, and I can—I I have a feeling I'm going to learn a lot from you in the future. I, I appreciate you coming and sitting down with us, and I appreciate all the support you gave. Yeah, us. Dude, yeah like I, I, tell you, that, I was like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go back out there. I really appreciate you coming out. I mean, we both really appreciate it. I mean, it was the like, TikTok video that got you here. Yeah, yeah, it was. Actually, actually it was. Actually, it was. I, I saw the TikTok video. Wait, the, one with, the one with us dancing? There was, I did several of them yeah, for us funny. dancing. You, you didn't. You didn't know we had dance moves like no, that, no, did you? I think you did a Christmas one too. Yeah, that yeah. one's hilarious. <laughs> and that's got Andrew's face in it. It's got his face and our other Mike friend Mike DePalma's face. Funny. See, and then we have you to thank for that because Kevin would never. I, listen, I don't know how to do it. Kevin does all that. Well, the funny thing is, since he doesn't know how to do it, I could really mess with it. <laughs> I got a couple photographs that I've photoshopped that he's not going to be real proud of. His father will think it's funny though. Yeah, we, we did. We did spend a couple days in Florida together. So I'm sure there's something. We got close. We got real close. <laughs> Wally, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And uh, I look forward to great things from you in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Wally, thanks again, man. And we're going to be right back with our next guest. Sit your ass down. And we are back with one of the more controversial guests that we had on the show. 
a long-awaited arrival tonight, too. She was here from the beginning. <laughs> and we're here, we're talking about, of course, Pamela Viverito. That's okay. The suffering of an abused woman. Okay, so. That was early on, too. That was pre-camera. Pamela is, she, she, you're the first person to like our, our posts. You're the first person to be at our, our events. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you follow us, you support us, and you don't know how much it means to us that that Well, that you happens. don't know how much you guys mean to me. You actually have been there to help me through what I'm going through. So, I do want to talk about, there was some controversy with your episode where I got a, I got a, and we're not here to vet anybody's stories. We're here to let you tell your truth. When your episode aired, I had gotten a message through our website from, I guess, the current girlfriend of your ex. Okay, saying... Oh Your story is all bullshit, and it would be it, I, it wouldn't be fair of me not to mention it. Your story is all bullshit. It's not the truth. My response was very vanilla, where I said, "Again." That was your truth. We're not here to check validity of your story. If it's true, if it's the truth, it'll it'll come out in the wash. Yeah. Um, and I did tell you about that. What did that? How did that make you feel when somebody discounted your story? It's okay because there's ones out there. Let them believe what they want to believe. I know the truth, and I've been through it. Yeah. She's obviously in denial. She doesn't seem that real person, the true person that is behind closed doors because he always made himself look like Mr. Perfect. He looked like he did no wrong. And I'm not saying I have literally forgiven and moved forward. Mm -hmm. That's why you're going to come out on top because you've moved on. And I've actually told him, I forgive you for everything that's happened because I'm not perfect either. No one is perfect in life, but it happened. And it's a learning experience. I think God put me through certain things for reasons to learn from. I've said it many times. You're always in the right place. His toughest battle is to his strongest soldiers. I have a lot of battle scars, and but it's made me who I am. That's how I look at it. So when we when we first spoke to you about coming on the show, and the show going on over here. I know. It's I don't know what's going on. Um, you were we we connected over social media, but there was there was a mutual friendship. You knew one of our friends, yeah. and we invited you to come on the show. What did you think when you first were invited onto the show? I was intrigued and skeptical. happy. No, not skeptical because to me, I was glad somebody recognized what I went through. And it was nice to know there's others out there that can understand what I went through and want to be able to have me help or how I should say help me get through it. I'm sure, so, I'm sure your episode helped a lot of people. And that's all. If, if I could just help that one person, one young teenager, one adult that listens and knows they are better than that. And I'm still dealing with it every day. You know, it all starts I, with one person. Right. I struggle with my self-esteem every day. I, I have a lot of friends that talk to me, and sometimes it's hard when they only want one thing. And that's, to me, the hardest thing to think that maybe that's all I'm good for. But then I think to myself, I'm better than that. So you guys help me through a lot. I'm still trying to find out what else I'm good for. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know podcasts is one of them. Episode 91? Is it 91? Episode 9. Episode 9. Episode 9, and then we just did 99. 99. 
So that was the nines. Yeah, well, so things things are things are moving up, but yeah, I'm glad that you're with us. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you've been with us through the whole the whole thing. And it's funny because we talk all the time. Every time something goes up on Instagram or something, you're the first one to comment on it. <laughs> Well, because, again, you guys mean everything to me. You know, you got me through a lot. Well, we do appreciate you. We appreciate everything that you do for us, every every way that you support us, because you do support us a lot. And we look forward to c- continuing seeing you at all these different events. Oh, definitely. And if ever you get to a point where you have others that need to talk and other... Actually, that's a good point. So I got somebody reached out to me. I think it was on the website. Their daughter was having problems. Um, with a possible abusive situation. Yeah. And I said, I can't help you, but I have somebody for you. And you did speak with them, yeah. correct? Just let me know. That's and part that, of the that's family. That's for. As long as I can help somebody, you know, that's, that's my goal. You're part of our family. And, you know, like we say all the time, we can't help everybody. But we know people that can help a lot of people in different ways these days. Exactly. Absolutely. And if it's just one person that can listen and get it, that's all that matters. Well... Thank you so much for coming on tonight, and we look forward to great things. Everything we do. That's okay. uh, thanks That's for what friends are for. We look forward to seeing you again in the future. Yeah. It's, time it's time for the Suffering, for the suffering Podcast. podcast. And we're this back. is this is one that I've been dreading because I was always expecting to get a punch in the mouth, and he should. You deserve this if one. He punched you in the mouth. You deserved it. I would be like, okay, that's I, that's that's it. I got that. And we are sitting here with the probably our biggest fan, correct? And that's Mr. Frank Felice. Thank you so much for loaning me your son. <laughs> You want like him? An hour a week. Not alone, you could have him. <laughs> Spoken like a true gentleman, but I don't want him. You might have to pay me. Like, a, 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 we'll yeah. work out a deal. Be a uh, Christmas present. He'll give me. I just want to tell you, everything Michael does is my fault. <laughs> he always says the apple didn't fall far from the tree. I tell him that from the beginning. I've I've known you as long as I've known Mike because I used to work with your other son Frank, and I've watched. I, I've I've heard. Heard all the stories. I've heard everything about you. <laughs> Mostly the Lamore days stories. Um, Don't believe them. <laughs> You're an interesting person to bring on this show because you've watched your son just go through hell and come out the other side. So tell me what you what you think about his journey as far as this show goes. Well, number one, not because my son, I'm very proud of him because he never told me what he was going through. Mm. I knew from his ex-wife that he had been in the accident with the cop, with the other shooting and all that. Never told me he went to the I figured, well, he did it. He's got until he told me he did the podcast. What's what's the podcast doing? Yeah, he didn't he didn't know any anything about the shooting I until know. I came out on episode nine. Because I it was always it could have been three people. It was him, right? You, the regular cop, and the state trooper. Nobody told me who it was. So I figured, if he ain't going to tell me, well, right. he's the one that's going to live with. And I I just, I'm mad at him because why didn't you tell me? Right. He knows that he can tell me anything. You know, it's it's your, it, you, you don't want to, he probably, and I'm just, tell me if I'm speaking out of school. I know exactly he, where you're going. He was probably a little ashamed at the way he was feeling because he's he's a type A personality. 
and he always wanted to make you proud. And if he were to tell you that, then that would be in his eyes. And it's it's a convoluted thing. It really is a convoluted thing because I know it's not the truth. But he probably didn't want to disappoint you. But like, you know, how do you go tell your father, "Hey, look, I'm, I'm feeling certain ways. I'm feeling this way." And you don't want to drag anybody down into it with you. you never, know? never. I told him there's two things. Just never lie to me. If you did this, I may not like it, but just tell me the truth. He tell you. Once you lie, it's over. I am going to believe anything else you say. He, that's I just because I told him, Mike, why did you come to me? Why did you tell me? I, I didn't know what happened until I found out. You know, we're doing the podcast. He said it's not the easiest thing to come out and tell someone, I know, especially well, your parents. You know? I, I agree. Oh, absolutely. I know. I know the feeling all too well. My parents didn't get it. My parents didn't understand. I, I, I didn't really talk about it. They just saw me turn it into into a monster. Into a monster. Yeah. That's why I sympathize with that. But, but see, I think I hid it a little bit better than you did. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hid that that mon- that the inner demon more than you did. Yeah, I can see that because I, I I just fell apart. You you, you held it together a little longer than I did. You just hurt on the inside. Podcast was you to me probably the best thing to happen to me. It was because you know what it did. Because he got he he threw up. You know what I'm saying? To you? Yeah. He let it all out. He faced that yeah. prairie fire. Since you said episode nine, I gotta say prairie fire. Uh, this roll though. You, you know what it did for me was it got me a, a great partner. It got me a great business partner. It got me a great podcast partner, and it got me somebody who. I knew I knew from when I used to work with Frank but I didn't know him and when he came in it's when I really started started to know him so that's what that episode did for me so I don't even think my father knows how we actually met though we, we met in a group therapy yeah, yeah. You know, for PTSD well I found out through your podcast yeah, through yeah. Dr. I, I found the whole thing when I'm sitting there I'm saying because I watch it with my friend of mine I don't know what they're talking about <laughs> I, I was like I, I just found out Michael was the one that was involved. I, it was always three people. Nobody said who they were. Nobody never told me so. Now, what's it like watching your son? And I'm going to talk about you as if you're not here. What's it like? What else, what else is new? <laughs> what's it like watching your son rise up this ladder? Because, you know, where we started, hey, you're, listen, you're just doing this show. Nobody's really listening to it versus to where we are now where there's we got some eyes on us. What's that like for you? To me, it makes me proud of him because what he went through. It's I really I really can't explain it. It's because he he watches every week and he calls me and critiques us every week. <laughs> I can't say he brought me closer because I would always hope I was close to my. We were divorced and was four, but I took we went all over together. California, Super, Super Bowls, Bowls, Pro Bowls, Pro Bowls. Uh, it's, 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 I was I can't say I was ever out of his life. Yeah. So it's it really, what like I said, not to be belabored, the thing that hurt mostly, I really didn't know the story. Yeah. That's what bothered me. But aside from that, every way you're telling me, I don't understand it. But I'm just saying, like, why? Me, Mike, you can tell me anything. He knows it. Tell me anything. Just don't lie to me. Now, was there ever a moment, because you watch every episode, was there ever a moment where you said, Michael, why are you saying that? Like you're shouting at the TV like most parents do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's done that. <laughs> so what was, can you pick out one moment where you're like, Michael, don't say that. Stop it. Um, no, not really. I, I, Just a I bunch of them. It's a collective. What if he had to say, get off your chest? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Can you, the only thing I would tell him, when you mention a club, don't mention this or that. about your thing, leave me out of this thing. Well, Mr. Felice, I, I'm very, very happy that you came here. You always are here to support us. I'm always appreciative of you lending me your son. Well, maybe come comes to every one of our events. And like I said, he's our biggest fan. He watches every episode. He's the one that watches. I can't wait for, wait for, the, for the Cooney one. Oh, he told me. Michael told me about You just let a big one out of the bag there because that's that's going to be our. No, it's quite all right. That's Because I want people to watch to the end because that's our season three opener. Yeah. He told me. I don't know what I said. I mean, today, today is a good day to announce it, right? Today, yeah. I called him the Bayonne Bleeder. I got to be honest with you. If, if Cooney would have charged him, there ain't nothing I can do. Maybe jump on his back and hold him off for a few seconds. I knew Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to tell him. But it, but it got tense. And I watched that episode, so I watched it to go through it, and it doesn't play well. It doesn't come across how tense it got in that studio. That's right. Yeah. It, it was I don't understand why. It must have been like... It was a trigger. A thing that yeah. I knew of. Yeah. I said, but everybody called the brain unbeliever. I think Chuck is, is sick, and I think he saw that yeah. as a slight... No, I don't. I think it was a misunderstanding more than anything else, but I sat there and just spent 30 seconds to a minute trying to calm it down because I thought he was going to walk out. Andrew's face cringed, too. Oh, it was it was. So that's a little prelude to uh, yeah, season so, three opener. Yeah, so that's going to come up next week. Mr. Felice, thank you so much for sitting Frank, down with us. Right. I can't. I understand it. I can't. Mr. Felice. Mr. Frank. I'll go Mr. Frank. I'll meet you halfway. Okay, Mr. Frank. Uh, you know, one of, one of my son's friends called me Mr. Felice the other day. I said, it's Mike. It's Mike. I said, my father's still alive. He's Mr. Felice. I said, I'm Mike. <laughs> I appreciate everything you did with you, really, because I feel that you really helped change his life. Well, you know, he we're told not me, done yet. And when I see it, I said, you know, he's like made for one another, really. He's really what? Uh, well, now that we have our, now we have our, our LGBTQT cards, yeah. we can do that. And it's legal, so we're all right. I tell you something. If everybody tells you marriage is perfect, one of them is cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Say you come on. This is yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a normal part of life. It's a normal part of life. But I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I hope you're here for us, here with us to watch us go even further. I hope I'm here. Oh, you're going to be. Whatever I could do, just tell me. <laughs> but one thing I want to say. He's, um, he's my fault. He's your fault. <laughs> okay, so, so I got you to blame for okay, it. So everybody that gets mad at me on the show, get mad at my father. <laughs> Thanks. I had him do things that people would say. I say, that's oh, my kid. I know what he's doing. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming and sitting down with us today, for supporting us all along the way. Well, we made it to season three. Thank you so much for joining us. We got some great things coming up this season. We promised it on our season two opener, and I think we delivered, Mike. Hey, hey Kev, you know, I, I can't believe we made it this far. And, you know, and have to give a shout out to all our followers. You know, you guys are the backbone of what we do here. You're every we, we don't do it for us. No. no. <laughs> Listen, I don't like coming up here and seeing you. <laughs> but also, big shout out to A&J Media, who has made this whole show possible that you're watching right now on YouTube. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're just going to keep growing. We're going to keep going until nobody wants to listen to us. Kev, you know, I, I don't think we'd make it to season three if it wasn't for Andrew and and, and Jay Media. And Katia, too. And, oh, and yeah, this, absolutely. You know, they have done some wonderful things for us. So thank you for watching. Thank you for continuing to support us. And we got some great things coming up on season three of The Suffering Podcast. Coming soon.